0: Welcome to The Great People Show, your guide to greatness, your GPS to excellence. Here's your host, J.J. White.
1: Good morning, everyone. Welcome to The Great People Show. I am your host, J.J. White. And today, our program, what we're going to do today is we coach for the greatest version of you. We are for real people with real problems and real goals. Everyone strives for balance. But is that achievable? That's what we're going to talk about on today's show. How do you create balance in your life? Where are you struggling the most? We are your on-call coaches at 804-454-1366. And in the Great People Studio with us here this morning is my co-host, James Muncy. Good morning, James and Ader.
2: Good morning. What's up, brother? Oh, thawing out here. Feeling better. It's getting warm outside. The salt is (laughs) washing away. It's 30 and it's warm. The kids were only off for four days for uh, an inch and a half of snow, so...
1: For a cumulative total of about three and a half weeks, counting right. the holidays. I was gonna,
2: well, three and a half weeks, and it was four days missed to school. And there was a weekend in between those, yeah. in between those and, four And in
1: Goochland, where my kids go to school, they're off Monday for the holiday. I don't know if yours are. Because yes. Martin Luther. Yeah, that's yeah. right. Yeah, they're uh, off on the, Monday. The King uh, holiday. So, that's right. Which gives us a chance to create some balance with our families if we manage that well. If Absolutely. we do the right thing. Yes. If we do the right thing. Is,
2: I'm planning on going to work on Monday.
1: Are you? I am. I am, too. I mean, I, I, I didn't really, I didn't really count for this to be a day off for me. Yeah. I I, I struggle with that. And we're going to talk about that on today's show. Uh, like, like most topics, when we address it on this show, it seems like a pretty important topic whenever it comes to us from our listeners. We love getting these topic ideas from our listeners. And it seems like such a simple problem whenever you start to address it. And then you start to unpack it and you start to realize, oh my gosh, this is like, of epic, epidemic proportions, oh, it is. whenever you start to think about it. Um, I've been a small business owner for a little over 17 years now. And my deepest professional aspiration up to that point was to, quote, work for myself. Little did I know I would go from working for one person to working for everyone. Everyone wants to be their own boss until they realize there is a massive trade-off. And that trade-off is... Time in many cases. I'm not saying that people that aren't business owners don't spend a lot of time working. It's just different. Uh, You go from worrying about you and maybe a few others to worrying about everyone. Your family, how will I make enough money? Your employees, how will they make enough money for their families? Your customers, will they spend enough money for me to survive? And so on and so forth. These pressures, whether you're a small business owner, manager at a manufacturing firm, work in a nonprofit, or you're just a loyal employee of any company, cause us to believe that we have to invest more time, energy, focus into our craft to, in big, bold letters, make it work. Then it does work, and we have to do it to be successful. But what is the trade-off? And for what means to what end? Our society has an an inherent guilt, I would call it, that if you aren't working hard enough, working long enough, exceed every expectation, then you just won't make it. And in some organizational cultures, you won't get to keep your job because you just can't keep up. So there's a fear built into this as well. 1,440. That is how many minutes in a day, subtract 480 for eight hours of sleep, and you're left with 960. 960 minutes. Now, that seems like a lot to me. But as all of our listeners know, it's rarely enough time to meet these world's demands. It's impossible in this day and age, says Ryan from our, from our Facebook post. And quote, never a balance. It's an integration, said Tasha. It's time for a change, folks. Several years ago, I was away on a business trip for approximately eight days. I remember Ike was small, maybe four or five years old. While I was gone... A bicycle trainer had arrived, and I was anxious to get it set up in the basement, so I told Ike, hey, let's go downstairs and set this thing up. He was excited because he loved to unpack new stuff, and it was long overdue daddy time. I'd been away for eight days. Everything seemed normal when I got back. When I was setting the trainer up down in the basement, I noticed Ike was starting to well up and started to cry for what I thought was no reason. I didn't know what was wrong, so I said, what's wrong, buddy? He looked at me and said, I cried for you every day that you were gone. And keep in mind, he was five years old. I realized that 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 was a defining moment for me. I realized at that point this would not happen to him again. I was not going to let that happen ever again. There's absolutely nothing in the world worth this. Nothing. Of all the moments I wanted him to remember as a child or a teenager or even as an adult, I never wanted to be one of these that where he cried because his dad wasn't there. Our families are depending on this balance from us. I've learned that our kids grow up so fast, I don't want them remembering mom being on the computer all the time, said Mary Lee from our Facebook post. We can no longer throw our sails up, folks, and let the winds of life blow us where they want. Khalid said also on our Facebook post, I stepped back, looked in the mirror, then realized my time with family was more valuable than money. If you are committed to something you don't worry about, balance, said Brian, who was on the show a couple weeks ago. Are you, are you struggling with this balance? Have you figured this out and have a solution? What do you think is driving this in today's society? Call us, 804-454-1366. We'd love to hear from you on this issue. If you're listening to this right now, you have either beat this and created balance or you're deeply struggling with this. What about you, brother? I mean, we're, I, you're, you're a superhuman. You you You, I think, have the superhero effect going on in your life. How do you do it?
2: It's tough. And I'll tell you, Time is our most valuable commodity hands down. It is the one thing that you cannot buy more of. Uh, we all have a finite amount of time here and we need to make the most of it. And as I think, you know, JJ, I used to have a job where I traveled internationally Mm -hmm. about 75% of the time. And, uh, Few, back in 2013, I was on a trip that had me gone for six weeks. I was wow. gone for Easter. I was gone for my birthday. Uh, I, I was I was gone from uh, from mid March until until the end of April. Mm. And I came back from that trip, and the great thing is we were making wonderful money. It was a wonderful income for yeah. us. And I said to my wife, I said, you know, th- all the money in the world doesn't matter. This is absolutely ridiculous. I am missing my children growing up, and and something has to change. And within six months, I started to do something else because it was just... Um, that, that job was was birthed out of the recession, and mm-hmm. and what we had to do in order to support the family... Uh, but but it was time to stop. How because into
1: that did you realize that?
2: I knew it all along, but mm-hmm. that trip was a real wake up call. When you are coming back and your children have physically changed from when yeah. you left, that is when you know <laughs> that you are spending way too much time away. Wow! And, but that balance is also the fact that we have our job, my job anyway. Number one is to provide for my family. yeah. I started doing that trip, that travel when, when we did a startup again in the recession, when we were trying to figure out how to pay our bills and okay. it worked, mm-hmm. but times had changed. And, and at that point, I didn't really care if we had to sell our house and downsize, it didn't matter mm-hmm. because what the heck was any of this going to matter to me when I was lying on my deathbed sure. thinking, you know, well, at least I managed to, you know, support our lifestyle, right on. but I missed my kids growing up.
1: Yeah. I, I love this topic because when you and I first started talking about you coming onto the show and co-hosting, it was like one of the first three topics that you threw out there. That's right. Uh, I, I specifically remember that. It's taken us this long to get to it. Um, so thank you all for joining us here. We, um, we can be seen at in, live in the studio. We're on the radio at 97.7 FM. If you're catching us there, 820theanswer.com. You can stream it worldwide. You can also watch us here in the studio when we do the show at facebook.com slash great people we, we have a blast. Uh, we're not the best looking crew, but we feel great. Absolutely. I mean, it doesn't matter how you look. It's no. all on how you feel. No, we right? have
2: faces made for radio. Uh,
1: uh, and, and that doesn't even apply anymore because uh, video killed the radio star. That's but right. But actually, video has actually increased and helped the radio star. That's he, true. Here we are, folks. So we're
2: here on Facebook Live right now.
1: Yeah. So if you are uh, struggling with this balance issue, we'd love to just come on the show and talk to us about what you're struggling with or if you have some awesome tips. And I also want to hear from some folks that may want to get to the root cause of this. Like, whats is, what what is driving... Uh, Sometimes it's an excuse to say I'm just out of balance Maybe maybe this is a huge excuse for something So let's talk about that When we come back We're going to just keep diving into this whole work-life balance issue So you're listening to The Great People Show
0: Thanks for joining us Tune in to The Great People Show again next week, Thursdays, 9 a.m. to 10 a.m. The Great People Show will be right back. Call into the show at 804-454-1366. That's 804-454-1366.
1: All right, everyone. Welcome back to The Great People Show. Uh, we're talking about work-life balance, and, and I feel like we're under a little bit of pressure because uh, apparently the show's growing. We have like 18 producers here in the sh- in the studio with us we today. Do. It's like uh, two's company, three's a crowd, four, five. Uh, I, I don't know if this is like a fan club or what's going on here.
2: No, I mean, we are, it's hard to tell because from the camera you yeah, just, just see us, you just see us yeah. but truly we have like a live studio audience here. I it think. seems
1: like it. I mean, you got a guy, he, it's, it's so crowded in here. He's sitting in the hallway. That's right. Uh, this, it's absolutely amazing. So uh, I've got a actually really off-color story about uh, when, can I, I'm, I'm going to share an off-color. No, you know, it it's has a nothing to do show. with the show. It has nothing to do with the show. Um, I'm going to share it. So uh, several years ago, I got a vasectomy, right? Uh-huh. And I'm getting ready. I'm prepping. I'm laying there. Everything, and the woman, the doctor comes in. She, he goes, would you mind? We have some um, some students doing some observations here. Would Would you mind? And I'm thinking, you know what? Who cares? Let's just let's just lay it all out there on the table. At, at Literally. Point, yes. Okay. So they roll me in, and there's probably like eight year twenty-two-year-old women staring at me. i I I don't know if this will ever compare on the studio or not to that. I mean, that was that no. was the ultimate pressure cooker. That's I all hope I gotta Nothing tell you. ever in your I handled life it very well. To that. I handed up very well. So we've been talking about work-life balance, and on today's show, we want to help you. Uh, if you're stuck, create more balance. And and um, by the way, most of that stuck is in your head. Stop blaming your boss for putting more work on you. Stop blaming your um, your work for getting in the way from having family time. I've achieved this. I believe you have achieved it. Yes, finally. Uh, I've talked to a lot of people that have achieved this. It's hard work. It, there, it's there's messiness in the middle, but it can happen. And one of the um, one of the questions i posed before we went to break was maybe this is just a big excuse i don't know maybe this is something bigger for something else going on in your life so we have a caller that wanted to call in and talk to this about it michael uh michael are you with us
3: hey jj hey brother
1: what's going on man welcome to the show
3: hey thank you i don't i don't know how i'm gonna follow up the vasectomy story but i appreciate (laughs) well give it give it your best shot
1: give it your best shot
2: yeah the 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 story by the way michael was not in our show notes today (laughs) that was that was uh yeah, off the hook. Sorry you have to follow that.
1: Well, no, no, it's okay. Go for it. Knock it out. It's Do your okay. best. So, yeah, so I, what's your point here? What's your, what's your point of view?
3: Yeah, my point of view here, JJ, is that while there are certainly workaholics, while there are certainly people that probably work too much and don't spend enough family time, I think that a lot of times it can be used as a crutch. Mm. Um, it, it, it can be used as a crutch to say, you know, I'm just not being as successful at work because you know, I can't really spend as much time there because I need to be at home with my family. I need to be there for them. You know, I think one of the the biggest things you have to communicate with your spouse or if you're single with yourself is what level of lifestyle do I want to provide for my family? Mm. It doesn't necessarily mean big houses, big cars, but, but what am I willing to do? Mm. And I know that nothing great ever really happens by being lukewarm. I I can't get in shape without Really committing to it, you can't pay off debt without really committing to it. Yep. So the way I do it is, I try to figure out how can I push a little bit harder. How can I work harder while I'm at work? Okay. You know, we've all had that feeling on a Thursday or a Friday at at five o'clock, and you know, you really need to finish a certain whatever it is. It could be a proposal, it could mm-hmm. be research for a meeting, could be five extra prospecting calls. And you know, you just you, you really want to get home, and you know, you need to be home, and so you put it off, you yeah. procrastinate yeah. and you just feel bad all week. And now why do you, you think not,
1: that, is this something that you've been challenged with or you just see it with others?
3: Sure. Yeah. Okay. I'm in sales. I mean, I'm in a job where the only metric that matters is production. Yeah. So and, how do you, how
1: do you overcome that then? I mean, cause it's, it can easily creep into your head every minute of the day.
3: Yeah. One of the biggest quotes I've ever, uh, one of the best quotes I've ever heard is, is discipline leads to freedom. Mm. And if, if you don't discipline yourself, uh, be prepared for your boss to discipline you while you're accomplishing his goal wow. and not your own. And it's interesting so, you
1: mentioned that from the top of the the, the the comment that you had is even if someone is totally bought into discipline equals freedom, if they don't have the freedom by the time they want it, they think they just need to keep doing it over and over for the next 20 years and eventually freedom will come, though. I think doesn't it doesn't could it become just that excuse because you haven't achieved your goal yet and you feel unsuccessful?
3: Uh, I mean, that's a good, that's a good side of the question.
1: Um, you know, and I, I don't know the
3: answer to it. Um, but, but the way I deal with it and the way I, I control it is I want to be at work when I'm at work. Mm -hmm. I want to be at home when I'm at home and I can't go home and tell my wife and my kid, Hey, daddy worked hard when I didn't do the things I needed to do. And we're all guilty of it. I'm just as guilty of it as anybody else. But I think one of the biggest culprits here is Wasting time, yep, and getting to the office late, Amen. and Being
1: on Facebook, yep. So
2: that's my unless you're watching today. the Great
1: People Show. Totally, yeah, it's professional you. development. That's part of the process of growth, right? Exactly, yep. And yep. so, uh, so I'm thinking about something when you're talking um, that it it becomes. I've heard this an excuse. We're going to talk way more about excuses later on the show, but one of the excuses that I've seen is, well, I want to show what I want to show my kids what hard work looks like. Okay, great. Well, why do you have to sacrifice the family time to do that? That doesn't make, I think it's just an excuse. What do you think?
3: Um, yeah, it could be. Um, and I think, I think some of that, you can show them hard work um, by, by doing things during times that maybe they're not paying attention. Yeah. So it doesn't take away from them. For me, I get to the office two hours earlier. Yeah. You know, they're asleep. Uh, my son's asleep. He's two months old. Um, and I know in five years, he's going to want me around a lot more. So I've got a window of time right now to work really, really hard. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Not take as much time as I, not take too much time away from him because
1: it's super important. That's um, that's important, because you're you're building context around your work life balance. Now you can yeah. later. You don't want to. Not that you exactly. can't. Right? Because I'm hearing the words you're using. You're not saying now I can later I can't. Because that's a that's that's a self imposed upper limit when you say you can't do something. What I hear you say is now I can later. I don't want to, and I won't. Yeah, That's I discipline. Mean,
3: the, the definition of sacrifice is you're putting something off right now to have a better future. Mm-hmm. And I'm lucky enough to be in a, in, a, in a profession where that can be possible. Some people maybe aren't. Um, mm-hmm. And so it's certainly not a, um, not a shot at them. But um, if, you're in, if you're in a position where, just like I said, you can spend a lot of time, you can spend a really short window of time doing everything you can to get in shape mm-hmm. and then maintain, and that's easier down the road, uh, I think that that can apply to your your professional life as well. You can work really really hard, um, get to certain levels you want, and then and then there's potential to to ease off in the future and and spend a little bit more time um, where it needs to be spent. And to your point, but that's just my the, two cents.
1: No, you're right. And the the, uh, the earlier point you made was ultimately it's about how you manage your time and work, and it's all the distractions. I personally. Have become so focused in 2018 due to a system that I literally purchased and have held myself accountable to. I get these weird moments at like two o'clock going, Holy crap, I've actually finished what I said I was going to get done today compared to just a month ago where I was getting to five o'clock on the same stuff and getting through half of it. I mean, it is possible, Michael. It's very, very possible. And there's the process side of it, but there's also what you're talking about, which is the attitude side of it. It's literally it's it's having the discipline, uh, as Arnold Schwarzenegger would say, "You lack discipline, right um, <laughs> and and yeah and and it seems to be that's one of the keys to success that you're talking about.
3: yeah, I, I, you're completely right. Um, I've made a commitment to myself uh, this year uh, to spend as I mentioned, when I'm at work, you know I don't look at the news anymore. Wow. I don't go on Facebook anymore. I don't go on Instagram anymore because, you know, and I was guilty. I'm guilty of it just like everybody else. But, but when you actually tune those things out mm-hmm. and you focus on your top priorities for the day, yeah, it's amazing how much you get done I'm,
1: in a day. I I'm, met I'm a CEO Tuesday night at an event that is seriously going to, this is what he said, I'm going to get rid of my smartphone and try to find a flip phone because he's addicted to looking at the news. Mm -hmm. And and I didn't hear him say this, but I felt it It's ruining his business That is amazing I mean, that's powerful It's
2: an addiction Yeah It is a true addiction
1: And to Michael's point, what we need to be addicted to Is managing our life better Mm -hmm. And managing our time better And being just relentlessly ruthless about it to
2: ourselves That's right and if you're passionate about what you do, I think it, we talked about this a couple weeks ago. Yeah. If you're passionate about what you do, it should take care of itself. But some of us need a little moment, yeah. extra. Because like I said, it, it's they talk about internet addiction, smartphone
1: addiction, and it's very much a real thing. And, and to Michael's point, we'll make one more point with you, Michael, and we'll let you go. To Michael's yeah. point, if you're not passionate with what you're doing or not passionate enough, that's when you're going to let every single one of these distractions creep in, and you're going to get behind on everything, and it just adds to the misery. That's right. Michael, thanks for joining the show, brother, man. I appreciate it.
3: Yeah, can I make one more quick? Yeah, do it real quick. Go ahead. Yeah, I think one thing also we need to focus on is being scared of the right things. I think a lot of times we're scared of short-term things. We're Mm. scared to make the phone call. We're scared to do that. But when you put it in context of what you should be scared about five years down the road, losing your job, being in a place you don't want to be, that really helps you focus uh, in the moment. Amen,
1: brother. Thanks for joining us. All right. Go crush it, okay? Thanks. All right, we're t- man. This is this. Th- that's what I said when I, at the top of the show that this issue is so more serious than most of us realize, mm-hmm. and there's so many excuses wrapped into it. We're gonna take a, take another break. When we come back, I want to talk about something that we've already touched on, something called workaholism, and how this addiction, this excuse, this overarching um, ritual we have of putting way more into work time-wise than we really should and how it's affecting us and our families and, and ultimately affecting us being able to be um, the the person of greatness that that we were meant to be.
2: Yeah. And it's really something that, as we'll talk about, is, is ingrained in our culture. I mean, especially here in the United States, where if we're not working all the time, people actually mm-hmm. feel like they're... Well, we talked again about a couple weeks ago. I was saying how if I'm not working, if I'm not doing something productive, I feel guilty. I feel
1: guilt. Yeah.
2: I mean, do you ever get that feeling?
1: Oh yeah. Oh, absolutely. That, that's what I'm, I'm when I when I mentioned Michael earlier that with with me having a little bit of new time, I don't call it extra time because I still have plenty of things to do. When I have this new time, I feel guilty that I sh- that I'm not doing more things with it that's work related or whatnot. Mm-hmm. And it's okay for me to go home and spend some extra time with my kids. Absolutely. In fact, I should be. Why Why wouldn't I be doing it?
2: It's okay to do that. It's okay to just have downtime for for you as
1: well. Yeah, and and um this this is this is an issue that started early on in our lives. Uh, This out of balance tendency started uh, because we just had less things to worry about. You know, you're pushed in high school to work all this extra effort to get better grades, to get into the better college, to to do better on the placement test. And then we get into college. You're supposed to drink Mountain Dews until your head explodes, and stay up all night and do work. And most people don't have kids that at that point. They're not even married at that point. These and 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 I'm glad to see that we're dedicated, hard workers. Because it was, you know, hundred years ago that time went into the um into the farms, and in into the fields, and you didn't have much of a choice. It was sun up to sundown. Yeah. Uh, and it's a different world now though. There's there's more things influencing these these work habits and tendencies. So come on back, folks. You're listening to the Great People Show. The
0: Great People Show. We'll be right back. Call into the show at 804-454-1366. That's 804-454-1366. <laughs> I want just like this. Now back to the Great People Show live. Call into the studio at 804 454 1366 That's 804-454-1366. All right, everyone. Welcome back to the show. This morning we're talking about work-life balance.
1: And when we put our um, put our post out on social media this week, too, we did two things. We were looking for um, what gets in the way of work-life balance yep. and specifically tips to make work-life balance easier or even possible. And they were wonderful tips. And a former roommate of mine uh, hit me up on Instant Messenger and uh, told me a story about what he's been going through professionally that just completely, it was very inspirational to me. And uh, so I asked, I asked Jeremy to call into the show. Now, it's it's not It's not normal that someone that knows me so well comes onto the show and talks. Jeremy is one of the few people in this world that if I were to ever run for public office, I'd either have to pay him on a tremendous amount of money or I just wouldn't be able to run. Mm. Um, The good news is it goes both ways, but I have photographic evidence uh, that I could easily submit to fake news to make that happen. So I think he's with us right now. Jeremy, you with us? Morning. Jerm, what's up? What's happening? Good to talk to you. You too, man. So, Jeremy, I, I set you up a little bit. Um, I'll, I'll just maybe set it up just a tad bit more, and then you can take over the rest of the story. But you've been going through some uh, professional changes that are very related to work-life balance. If you could just maybe take a, a minute to set us up with that. And then I specifically want to hear the story of the interview that you went through for the job that you're starting soon. Because I think that is a role model of how, if we're leaders in this world, we should be treating our employees with work-life balance. So, what what you been going through?
4: Well, I mean, you you know who I used to work for. Mm -hmm. Same same, uh, industry your father Mm -hmm. worked for. Tough industry. Tough industry. And what's that?
1: Tough industry.
4: Yes. And, uh, you know, the expectations there, the hours, um, you know, the constant schedule changing and, you know, being at home versus not being at home. And, you know, after almost 15 years, You know, I just decided to put myself out there and start looking, uh, you know, and got a, uh, got, got a lot of good hits and, uh, it was, uh, you know, it was tough. It was fearful, you know, after Mm -hmm. putting that kind of time in and, and, uh, knowing certain aspects were going to be given up Mm -hmm. and, uh, but also the, the hope of something better Mm -hmm. and, um. So, and, and it was all about that work-life balance. I was working every, uh, working half the weekend, every weekend, um, got a, uh, you know, six-year-old, he mm-hmm. was wanting to play some, some sports and they played on Saturdays. Well, I worked every Saturday.
1: Man, you had, you had to, and, you had uh, to make was, a change, didn't you?
4: Oh yeah, definitely. So how had to work and, out? Uh, um, well, um, I got a job mm-hmm. and, um, I thought it was going to be great and, uh, if anything, it 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 kind of allowed me to see all the positives, all the uh experience that I'd gained from my previous job. Yep. And uh, you know, you know, was able to recognize right away that this uh was not the picture that had been painted oh, okay. to me whenever uh I was recruited. In regards
1: for, to the work life balance the time. Yeah, to the yeah. This, yeah, to
4: so the So you're you're back to
1: I where think. you were before almost then it sounds like, or same issues.
4: I Oh man, I was I'm been putting in more hours than I was at the previous. So it got worse. Okay, and it got worse, and the expectation was, hey, this is what we do. Yeah. So that we don't have to do it later. Yeah. But you didn't want to uh, do it. In, you couldn't. Oh no. No. Uh-uh. And uh, so put myself out there again. Mm-hmm. Got contacted by some recruiters.
1: Mm-hmm.
4: Wasn't really interested at first, uh, but said, hey, I'm going to practice because I know I'm not going to stay where I'm at. Right. And let's go through this uh, process and mm-hmm. uh, talk with them. And uh, so I was real skeptical. I just got burnt pretty bad on the current. Yeah, I, you know. So tell us about this. Job.
1: Tell us about the interview that you told me about. I want to hear about that.
4: Right. So you know, they called me for a site interview, and uh, the individual that I would actually be working for um, at the last minute couldn't be there that morning. Mm-hmm. He was going to have to wait till the afternoon. So my Four or five hour site interview turned into like an all day. Okay. And uh, what I noticed right away, and again, I was uh, a little skeptical, Mm -hmm. um, was how uh, apologetic they were. Okay. About hey, we're really sorry. He really wants to meet you, and he'll be here you know as soon as he can. I said, hey, I'm fine. I'm off all day. Uh, No big deal. So Uh, tell us
1: about the door jam. I want to hear about the door jam, the marks, the pencil marks.
4: So he gets there and we start talking and uh he we start going through my resume. He doesn't even ask me about my current job. He asked me about my, my previous job, my fifteen years uh at the uh, at my, my basically my first job out of college. Yeah. And um, you know, and he he picks up my resume and he's like, Man, you you've got a really impressive resume mm-hmm. from one company and he goes, you know, um but I, I don't really care so much about what's on the resume. He's like anybody can have a good resume. Mm-hmm. He goes, I want to know why you left mm-hmm. a place after 15 years.
0: Mm-hmm.
4: And I just told him, I was like, you know, I just I felt the urge to do something else. I, I wanted more freedom. Yep. To be with my family, I was working half every weekend. What do you know, and and I was just like, hey, I just I wanted a better quality of life yep. for my, me and my family. And he goes, oh, okay. And so he picked up the paper and he says, you know, out of everyone I've interviewed, he says, you're the first one to say I wanted a better quality of life for me and my, for you and your family and just, and your career. Yeah.
1: So Jeremy, the next 30 and seconds, nail this, this impact that this guy had on you.
4: Nail it. Well, he said 10 years ago, I had a heart attack and I almost died. Mm-hmm. And I realized how much of life I was missing and how much I was causing other people to miss life mm-hmm. because of what I was demanding of them. Mm. And he said, I, he said, I made a change right there. He goes, our goal is to work a 40 hour week. Mm-hmm. He says, it doesn't always happen. But if we start having to work more than that, more often than I want to, then we're going to sit down and figure out what we're doing wrong Yeah. so that we can't achieve so that we can achieve that.
1: And tell me about these, the, the marks on the door.
4: I think that was very right. powerful. And, and, and right after he said all of that, he said, turn around and look at my door. He said, one of the things that we want around here is not only a good team, but we want to be a family. Mm-hmm. And he said, all those marks on the door, there's one thing that I require everybody to do. I want you to bring your kids here, and we're going to measure them on the door. That's awesome. And put their names on it. And he goes, then I expect you to bring them back so that we can redo it.
1: Nice. Jeremy, this is an amazing story. Uh, Thank you for sharing it to your audience. And what you told me, I think you're starting this job on Monday. Is that right? Yeah. Dude, I loved it. I want to make sure that when we reconnect on this story in a couple months, that they are fulfilled promises. Because uh, they certainly set the high bar for you up, up front. Um, Oh, yeah. Thanks for calling in, man. Good good to hear from you again.
4: Hey, you too. Appreciate it. See you soon.
1: So what Jeremy talked about was controlling this, what I mentioned before the break, workaholism Mm -hmm. that we get sucked into. And this this leader, uh, like many leaders do, is they actually create the expectation of workaholism in their life. Uh, I came up with the, uh, according to the American Addiction Center's, um, anyone who demonstrates a high rate of four of the following seven criteria is deemed to be a workaholic. This okay. is here. This is medical okay. stuff here. I mean, this is like science, real stuff. This is science. Science. You cannot screw with science. Um, <clears throat> so I'm going to run through these real fast before our next break. Intensely focusing on ways to create more time in one's work schedule. Regularly working longer hours than originally anticipated. Using work as a coping mechanism for managing guilt, anxiety, depression, and or feelings of helplessness. Ignoring the concerns of family and friends about the amount of time spent working. That's a big one. Feeling stressed if one is unable to work. You ever feel that way? We're like, I, I mean, we, so we, we about already early. talked about it. Yep. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So here we go, man. You're one of seven. Immediately, you've confessed. Yeah, I'm screwed. <laughs> Frequently comprising mental and physical well-being at the expense of working. Probably the biggest one on the list. Yeah. Literally, putting your own health to the side so you can get work done. And, it's, and experiencing negative health effects due to working. Yeah. And Another that's big a big one.
2: one. I tell you, I, I and, and I'm not far be it for me to go against science. I, I, I think that <laughs> most of those make total sense. I don't know about those first two JJ. I mean, intensely focusing on ways to create more time in one schedule to work. I mean, and regularly working longer hours than originally anticipated. I mean, those two things, I mean, that just, that just happens sometimes. That's just kind of the nature of the yeah, beast. I it's think It's one
1: of these lower tier Things that are more of a of a yellow flag than a red flag. Yeah. I mean these. Some of these at the bottom are straight up red flags. But
2: but yeah. But I mean, obviously the big ones to me, ignoring the concerns of family and friends about the amount of time spent working. I mean, if you're mm-hmm. if your kids, I mean, like what happened with you and and Ike. If your kids are are telling you that they never see you. Oh yeah. And they cried every day. Daddy because works you a lot there. Yeah. Daddy works
1: all the time. I mean, that's Daddy's that's always a big working. one.
2: Um, feeling stressed if you're unable to work. Mm-hmm. Also a big one if you're having. Physical reactions.
1: I think these are actually geared to start to suck you into the thought that you're a workaholic. Like, oh, that one could be me. Yeah, maybe that kind of happens. Oh yeah, oh yeah, that's me right there. Yeah. Like it's just this. It's this this tractor beam into making you think you're a workaholic because you probably are. You Ma- probably many are. Cases.
2: I mean, a lot of people. I would love to know what per. You know, I I didn't see the statistic, but is there any estimate on what percentage of Americans would be considered mm-hmm. workaholics? I'd
1: love to find that. out. I bet out. you it's pretty high. Self self Uh, Admitted workaholic So uh, But we've got hope We bring hope to the show folks This is a real This is for real people With real problems But we also have real goals So when we come back We're going to give you All these ideas On how to create balance In your life Come on back You're listening to The Great People Show
0: Thanks for joining us Tune in to The Great People Show Again next week Thursdays 9 a.m. to 10 a.m. Now back to the Great People Show live. Call into the studio at 804 454 1366. So eight zero four four five four. 804 454 1366. We just can't help ourselves. We right can't. Well, we're excited. <laughs>
2: and you know, the biggest problem with the show is we have it's, it's only an hour long and we always have so much to say.
1: Can we get more time around here? That's right. There you I go. I mean, seriously.
2: It, am I... There's minute, nothing more back. that
1: we need to do than to stay on the radio for our listeners.
2: I'm intensely focusing on ways to create more time well, you and may my have schedule a to work.
1: I might. We have a great people show-aholic thing going on here.
2: Probably. So so how do we fix all this? How do we... What are some tips to create better balance in our lives? We talked about the symptoms. Now, now give me the prescription
1: for a solution. One of the ones that I love that I found, I wish I could say I came up with this on my own, but there was a whole article I found on... If you strive to become a top performer at your job, which right. I would presume isn't just working longer hours, but getting results, you get leverage and flexibility with your company and your boss. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you are crushing it at work and you want to have more time, you want to bounce, maybe work from home some, trust me, folks, you have leverage. Yeah. I mean and, and you need to exercise that leverage.
2: You do. And I, I'm blessed in my in my uh my day job that I, I have enormous flexibility. Mm-hmm. I can basically work from anywhere. Um, achieving goals, abs- achieving goals. And, and just mm-hmm. like, just like, uh, Michael was saying, you know, we're, we're metric based and and mm-hmm. performance is mm-hmm. what matters. We're sales, we're a sales organization. Yep. And so I, I, uh, I talked to my, uh, my boss, who's our national sales manager the other day. And I said, Hey, you know what? We are planning about a, uh, three-week road trip this summer yeah. and, uh, and and you know i'll be working but you know i'll we're also be
1: taking applications for a guest co-host in the event that we can't skype you in somehow
2: we're, we're going to work i'll be i'll be gone for i think three thursdays but okay. uh, I'll, I'll be you know we'll, we'll talk about that But in
1: case we aren't accepting applications
2: but his his response and I've, I've known this guy for over 17 years his response was james that is going to be the most incredible experience for your kids and I mean, that's what it's all about. How many about. people
1: really respond that way? Oh, I mean, in business. again,
2: this is why I'm I'm where I'm at.
1: If you if you were short of your goals or just an average or below performer, I, he would not have said that. No, absolutely not. He, he's he, it just wouldn't have happened. I, folks, you if you've earned it, you have to cash that in. That's you right. have to actively cash that in. Uh, Another one that I'm very adamant about, I've shared this with people for years, if people, well, so the biggest technology issue we have is accessibility, emailing, responding, on call, so on and so forth. I was having a conversation the other day with someone that we're at the age now, if you send someone an email and you don't get a response quickly, you know they saw the email. You cannot, right. it's not like you're, um, you're, you're going back in the office the next day and then you see the email. Those days are way over, okay? So if someone's not responding to your email, it's because you're just not a priority or they can't do it or maybe they've achieved some work-life balance. One of the things that we can do is if people uh, expect a quick response from you, it's because you've trained them that way. If you are consistently responding super fast all the time late at night, that is your fault. And then they expect you to. Uh, this used to happen to me until I changed the behavior of the people that I that I work with and, and even some clients, because they were sending me an email at, at eight o'clock. I was getting another response at six a.m. I haven't heard from you yet, and that was my epiphany. It's like this is not going to keep happening. And now, do you know how many emails I get at eight o'clock? Few. Do you know yeah. how many I get that people want response that quick? Never. That's great. Never. So you have control of that. Um, you, Michael said this. You have to squeeze more time out of your day. Now, I do this through, I have four rituals in my life now. I have a wake-up ritual. I have a get-started-at-work ritual. I have a wind-down-at-work ritual. And I have a go-to-bed ritual. And there's about six to seven things on each one of these lists that I do every single day. I have a planner, which I check those things off. That helps me squeeze more time out of a day. Here's another piece of advice. Stop multitasking. You suck at it. It doesn't exist. I don't care what you think you're good at. The brain doesn't play that. Okay? Quit trying. As Arnold Schwarzenegger said, on all these things, you've got to get disciplined because you lack discipline. Okay? Um, Have you really scripted your perfect work week? Have you sat down and said, this is exactly the way that I want my average week to go, And if you haven't haven't done that, this brings back the biggest point that we may have here today. If you're out of balance, it's because you haven't really sat down and crafted a written vision of what balance even looks like. You haven't established how much time you want to spend with your kids. You haven't established exactly when you're going to go to these sporting events. You haven't established exactly when you're going to leave at work. And please, please don't give me the, well, I work for somebody. I have a boss. If I leave early, I'll get in trouble. Mm -hmm. Self-limiting beliefs totally self-limiting beliefs. You can earn your way into these if you work in, in a work environment that is, is um, structured that way. Um, and don't try to tackle every area of your life. If you're trying to create balance, you've seen these wheels where there's like eight spokes and you got spiritual and work and family and health and all these things. If you come out of the gate going saying, all right, tomorrow is going to be different. I'm going to wake up an hour early and I'm going to exercise. And then I'm going to open up the Bible because I haven't done that in 10 years. And then I'm going to cook breakfast for everybody. And then I'm going to get to work when I want to get, you know, you start to do all these things there's going to be at least one or two things that crash and you're going to get discouraged. Yep. So just pick a couple things that you really want to hone in on hardcore and get so, uh, what did I say earlier? Um, obsessively, I don't know what I said. There was two words I put together that I liked and they're gone now. But obsessively, methodic. thought, I don't know. Yeah, we'll rewind the time. I don't know. I can't, I need to write this stuff down. Uh, don't leave it in the hands with others either. Mm-hmm. Don't Don't wait for someone to create balance for you. Don't wait for your spouse to say, okay, I'm going to make sure you're over here or, uh, your boss to say, "You know what James, you've been working really hard. I think I'm going to let you out of work an hour or two early every day." Yeah. You've got to fight for it. It's like what I've learned in 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 your health. You've got to fight for you. you everything that is diagnosed in your life, you've got a second guess and you've got to fight for you. So don't let other don't wait for someone else to fight for you to create work-life balance. It's not going to happen.
2: Yeah. Absolutely. And there is a definitely a content, you know, we talked about Workaholics, JJ. And the thing is that, that occurs to me when we talk about all this, there is a large segment of people out there, and I'm sure several of our listeners, who are workaholics and who, who whether they're willing to admit it to themselves or not, they love being workaholics. Oh, it's, because they're, it's, it's an it's, addiction. Again, it's an addiction. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, we've been... It, it, it's a lot harder to create that work-life balance if you don't want to create it. And mm-hmm. I know a lot of people... Who are like that? Mm-hmm. I know a lot of people who really would rather be at work than spending time with their family, mm-hmm. um, and maybe they've got stuff going on at home. I, I don't. I don't know the the inner uh, that, reasons that
1: that propagates it.
2: But there are a lot of people out there who who want to have that work life balance that, that's way off balance and and more toward work. Mm-hmm. And those are, I think, are the toughest ones to to get things turned around on.
1: And I hear you talk about. Uh, a, an important step in this is self evaluation. Yeah, if, if, if you should be saying to yourself right now, "Am I that person? Am I that one? Am I am I am I staying at work uh, to not have to confront some of the things?" I went through an audit one time, and uh, because I'm in the the coaching training education business, and part of that audit, there was the owner of a truck driving school in the audit, and I was asking him why most people come to learn to be a truck driver. He said at least, I forgot the number. I think it was like 70% of the people that come to his school. It's because the significant other is trying to get them out of the house into a job where they're gone most of the time yeah. because their home life is a wreck. Yeah. And, and some people take jobs because they get to work a lot.
2: And, and if that's the case... What I would hope that you choose to work on is spending your time to resolve mm-hmm. whatever those problems are in your home life. You yep. know, we talk a lot about that that I, I also work for the fire department. Mm-hmm. And unfortunately, a big part of that job is dealing with with death. And I was actually there yesterday hmm. and are you we, gonna get
1: are you gonna get drab on us again?
2: A little bit. Okay.
1: But I'd like to think it'll end on a positive
2: note. <laughs> Well, we ran a, 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 a motor vehicle accident on the interstate yesterday uh, in which somebody uh, passed away. Really? Yeah. I didn't hear about that. And it was in the news. And um, I'm not addicted to the news. <laughs> this this person uh, crashed into a, a, a oh, uh, barrier on, I, on a bridge. On 295. Yes. I, I did
1: hear about that. Okay. And so so you were on scene?
2: I was on scene. Wow. Um, and so, you know, after that call, I don't focus on things a whole lot, but I do think a little bit... If if that were me, God forbid, in those final in those final moments, as I see that pillar coming at me, are you going to think about you know thank God I worked my tail off, no. or are you going to think about, gosh, I, I you're going to think about your kids, you're going to think about your wife, you're going to mm-hmm. think about the experiences that you that you had together, and and I try to focus on that. That motivates me. It motivates me to think about if if. God forbid I was on my deathbed, what is really going to have mattered to me? And that thought, J.J., as far as me being motivated to create mm-hmm. and maintain that work-life balance, that kind of thought, I know it's, it's coming from a negative place, but that motivates
1: it's me. It's okay. I think we need to think about these things. I, not often, but enough. I'm reading a book right now called Moments uh, by the Heath Brothers— uh, they wrote another book called Made to Stick, pretty popular authors. Yeah. And the whole book is about uh, having defining moments in your life. Mm-hmm. Specifically, how do you create defining moments in your life? And they walk through. Um, it's actually a very, it, it's one of the few audio books I've ever read where I started to actually tear up a little bit because it was It was the end of chapter three. I remember that specifically because I want to go back and listen to it because I, I'm a sensitive guy and I just like to cry. <laughs> uh, but it talks about at the end of your, your life, you are going to have these defining moments that are, that you're going to capture and, and keep. Most of those defining moments do not happen at work. Mm-hmm. Most of those defining moments happen with other people that you care deeply about, your family. What we're talking about today is restructuring your life so that you can create and be part of more defining moments because this is what really matters. At Amen. the end of the day, at the end of the year, at the end of your life, this is really all all that matters. It's a part of your legacy. And why does the legacy matter? It's because this is what your children are going to remember. This is what your grandchildren are going to know. This is the, the mark that you make on the world. Why would you want to dedicate your life to something that is empty of all of those things? It just doesn't make any sense. And, and what is that thing? Is it, it these little things that turn into big things? Is it being home by 5.30? Is it attending 90% of your kids' sports games? Is it about having this emotional energy all day long? For me, I want my kids growing up thinking I had the best time of my life with my dad. And man, it was often. It was, it was often. And a part of this is technology. We need to cut ourselves off from technology. There's so many things. We could turn this into 20 more shows. Oh, definitely. About how do we create more valuable time for ourselves so that we can live life to its fullest. Yeah. Truly live life to its fullest So we're starting to come to an end of today's show Which always sucks for us Uh, You can check out any of our shows On Apple iTunes, podcasts um, Go to our website at greatpeopleshow.com Facebook Live Check out our Facebook page Facebook.com slash greatpeopleshow And I love the viewer feedback we get You can email it to us JJ at greatpeopleshow.com Once again, James This has just been another incredibly important show for all the people that listen to us, and we're yeah. very thankful for the ones that do listen to us.
2: We are, and and we love this topic. And by the way, our, our Facebook uh, audience—we're up to about uh, twenty thousand likes, almost. It's I think just shy of eighteen, uh, but I like I'm the way sorry. you round. I'm, up, so. I'm rounding. I like that. I'm rounding up. I like that. But a lot of our listeners, and we appreciate it, they've shared. Uh, they've shared our page and uh, helped spread the word about what we uh, what we're doing here. We appreciate that. And if if you uh, if you're on there, share Come on it with back, a friend, folks. Let us know. See you
0: next
1: Thursday. You next love time. y'all.
0: See ya Thanks for joining us. Tune in to The Great People Show again next week, Thursdays, 9 a.m. to 10 a.m.